You are listening to the Cherish Companions podcast. I'm Caitlin, and I help you and your animals live the best life together. I use a mixture of modern training and holistic natural methods. On this podcast, we will talk everything animals and how we can consider our pet's body, mind, and soul. To look at our pets holistically and to treat behavioral issues with natural healing products and methods. This podcast is all about sharing our love and appreciation for the animals in our life. Welcome to the second podcast episode of the Cherish Companions podcast. Today we are going to be talking about eating with the seasons and how you can incorporate this into feeding your dog or your cat. This can also work for other animals but like birds or some reptiles that eat vegetables and or rabbits, any animal that really eats vegetables or fruit. But what you have to remember is what vegetables or fruit are safe for that animal. So I'm going to be using examples for dogs and cats, but if you would like more examples for say rabbits, let me know and I can get back to you. So what exactly is eating with the seasons? Eating with the seasons is eating specific foods at different times of the year. So you eat to balance your weight, energy, and wellness. Eating foods that will make you feel good. So some of us kind of do this intuitively. We just eat foods that make us feel good. But often we kind of lose track of that and we don't listen to our body the way that we should. So when you eat seasonally, you are eating with nature. And this just comes natural and it's something that since we are in tune with nature and the moon and the planets, it just, when we eat the same way, we just feel really good and it improves our health and the same with our animals. Behavior issues can go away and health issues can improve. So eating with the seasons, for example, in the winter, we tend to go for foods that are going to ground us and give us warmth. So these are kind of comfort foods, things that we, we kind of are already drawn to in the winter months, but we are going to be talking fruit and vegetables because those are the foods that are healthiest for us, not the kind of hot, hot chocolate and that kind of stuff. That's still stuff that we are drawn to because they are giving us warmth and they're grounding us, but if we want to eat the healthiest we can, we're going to talk about fruits and vegetables. So... In the winter, foods that ground us and give us warmth are things like root vegetables. So these are carrots, parsnips, turnips, yams, things that grow beneath the ground. And in the summer, if we eat these kinds of foods, these grounding root vegetable foods, they can make us feel tired and heavy. So we usually avoid those things like thick stews and soups. We avoid that in the summer just naturally. In summer, we like foods that are lighter, like strawberries and fresh greens, lettuce, salads. So eating this way makes us feel in tune with our body and helps us feel energized all year round. So we often get that where we kind of feel down and low and a little tired in the winter when it's dark. If we eat foods that make us feel energized, we can avoid feeling that way in the winter. The same with our dogs and our cats. 
Eating like this makes us happier and healthier because what happens in our environment impacts us both mentally and physically. Because we are a part of nature, we're not separate from it. Nature and the seasons influence, influence us as well. Trees, plants, the weather patterns, the alignment of the planets and the moon, they all affect us and our body. And we, when we adjust our foods and diet to the seasons and we align our internal systems to work with our surroundings, it just makes life a whole lot easier. So this affects all living beings. They're all affected by plants and the moon and the weather, anything that's living. So all animals are affected and can be balanced by eating this way. So this is why we should feed our dogs and cats as well as ourselves this way. So now that we are moving into the winter seasons, or at least I am here in nor the Northern Hemisphere in Canada, I'm going to be thinking about incorporating these foods into my dogs and cats diets. So the air in the winter is becoming lighter, drier, and cooler. Sometimes these changes can cause imbalances in our bodies and in the bodies of our pets. So we need to bring it all back into balance. If we let it go unbalanced, health and behavior issues in our pets are more likely to occur. So this is kind of a preventative step to take so that your pet stays happier and healthier. And if your pet is unbalanced, doing these things will bring balance back or start to bring balance back. It may take time, it's not instant, it's a slow process, but when you do this from when you first have a puppy or a kitten, then you won't have to counterbalance anything. So, to counteract and balance the changes that are occurring in these lighter, drier, cooler air and in the environment, the changes that are occurring, the bulk of our diets need to be warm, moist, and oily. So, you need to think of feeding your animals warm, moist, and oily. So it can be really beneficial for some pets to just warm up their food before you give it. Don't give it straight cold out of the fridge. If you're microwaving it, be really careful. It's only for a very short time because you don't want to cook it or for it to be hot. Room temperature is the best. So this is a really good thing to do for your pets is to just keep their, give their feed their food warm room temperature. And you also want to think of moist and oily foods. So these foods help us become more grounded. And we should also be adding a few grounding foods to our dogs or our cats diet. So for dogs, a few of grounding foods that you can add to their, their regular food are squash, pumpkin, Brussels sprouts, eggplant, or sweet potato. So these vegetables will help ground our dogs or our cats and also provide prebiotics which help improve our animals gut health. Squash and pumpkin are very rich in vitamins, minerals and potassium and have high levels of vitamin C which helps support their immune systems. So the five vegetables that I mentioned, squash, pumpkin, Brussels sprouts, eggplant and sweet potato are all safe for dogs to eat. So when you're feeding them to your dog, you want to lightly cook, the f cook them so they maintain their nut nutritional value. You can puree them if, 
or you can feed them raw or uncooked. You never want to fully cook them because then you'll cook out some of the good stuff, some of the good nutrients. So either lightly cooked, steamed is good, or raw and uncooked. So these are things that you can feed your dog. And when you do feed them, remember that you're not taking away any food that you are currently feeding them, you are adding them. So these are supplements that you're adding to their diet. You can also feed dogs spices. Dogs can benefit from spices. Spices that are good for the season are all, and are also safe for dogs are cinnamon, cardamom, and nutmeg. Something you should know about cinnamon though is is that cinnamon is an appetite stimulant. So if your dog is a bit overweight or you don't want your dog to be eating hungry more often and wanting to eat more, you might want to avoid the cinnamon because it may increase your dog's hunger. And if you do want your dog to eat more, then definitely add cinnamon. So you can just sprinkle this on top of their food. You don't. You might want to stir it. You don't always have to stir it in. Just kind of experiment and see. Some dogs might take a while to get used to eating these different foods, especially if they've never had them before. But just mix it in with the food that they currently really enjoy and really like. Mix in a very little bit at first and you can slowly grad increase, slowly gradually increase how much you are giving them. But remember, you don't want to give them a lot. They're just having a little bit, maybe a teaspoon or a tablespoon, depending on the size of your dog. And just once a day, or you can do it every two days when you start out. Whatever you feel is right, watch your dog, make sure that they're still feeling active and enjoying the food and it's not giving them stomach ache. If it's giving them a stomach ache, you want to cut back and give them a lot less or not give them and try a different vegetable. And when it comes to cats, you don't want to give them the exact same thing that you're giving your dog because cats can't eat all the same foods. So for cats, you can give them pumpkin, squash, and sweet potato. Those are great foods for the winter months for cats. And you don't want to feed your cats Brussels sprouts or eggplant. So as I said, when you're first adding them to your dog's or your cat's diet, add very small amounts and slowly increase. Your pet may not like it right away and it might take a few times or even a month or so for them to enjoy it, but just keep adding it and they'll slowly start eating it, especially cats. Often cats really, they're really picky eaters. I've always fed my cats a lot of variety of foods from when they were kittens or when I first got them, and I've gotten my cat sugar when she was two, and she was, she was picky, but not too picky. I got my other cat, Tron, when he was around two as well, and he was a lot pickier. He still is picky, but he is open to eating these kinds of foods. It took him a while. It almost took him a year of consistently getting these new foods introduced and mixing them with a food that he really does enjoy. So you want to mix a tiny bit so you maybe have 80 or 90% of the food that they like and then 10 or 20% of the new food and mix it, stir it really well so they can't tell the difference and then feed it. And one thing that really helps, I feed wet food or raw food to my cats. So 
if they are not liking it, I'll sprinkle maybe only 10 little tiny pieces of kibble of cat food. This is grain-free cat food on top of the food and then they'll just eat the whole bowl because they're really, they really enjoy that kibble and when they first get the few bites, they just keep eating. So also remember that we are only adding a little bit of these vegetables or these spices on top of the food that your animal is already eating. It's a supplement and you're not replacing or taking away any of their regular diet or their regular food. And do this for yourself. Try adding more of these foods and spices into your diet during these months. See if you feel any better. See if you're more energized. See if you just feel happier and healthier and let me know how it goes. Let me know if your dog or your cat is enjoying these foods, if you're noticing any changes. Remember, it's a slow process when you do these kinds of changes that are natural and holistic. It's not like medicine that has a quick reaction. It takes a while to see any changes, but let me know how it goes and let me know if you enjoy this episode on Instagram. Thanks for listening and I want to remind you that I would like you to share your pet's story. I have all the links where you can do that in the notes or you can come to my website www.cherishedcompanions.org and go to the podcast tab and you can leave a message there that shares your story about your pet. So just introduce yourself and introduce your pet and then tell me something funny or cute or a little quirk that your pet has or share your pet's adoption story or share the first day you took your pet home. Share something sad about your pet if you want. If you're grieving, if you want to remember your pet, let it out, share it, let others hear it. It feels really good to do that. Also, if you want to share any kind of training that you've done with your pet, any accomplishments that your pet has had, anything you're proud of, let me hear it. Go to the podcast tab, record your story, and it might be featured on the podcast. So again, thanks for listening and come back for episode three of the Cherish Companions podcast. Thanks for listening to the Cherish Companions podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please find me on Instagram as Cherished Companions. I'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to come on the podcast to share your animal story, find my contact information in the show notes. All links will be in the show notes or just head over to www.cherishedcompanions.org for quick access to all our social media and contact information. Thanks again for listening and join me next week. Now, get out of here and spend some time with the animals you love. Bye!